Hey, hello, and what's up, y'all? You're listening to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, episode two. Today on the podcast, we're continuing our series on pursuing your purpose. In episode one, I discussed the main obstacle of fear and how it kept me from pursuing my very own purpose, which was publishing this podcast. And today we're talking about a second possible obstacle, the danger of comparing your gifts. Are you sabotaging your own purpose by ignoring your gifts and talents because you're so enamored or impressed by someone else? Else's, let's dive in. Welcome to the Cultivated Vegan Podcast, where each week we would deepen our walk with Christ, strengthen our relationships with family and friends, learn simple vegan recipes that are both healthy and delicious, and learn how to increase those credit scores and bank accounts. And last, but most certainly not least, learn how to live, how to laugh, and how to love again, all in a community that celebrates the fun-loving, salt-of-the-earth, melanated queen that you are... Welcome to the podcast, guys. As I stated in the intro, today we are continuing in the series of Pursuing Your Purpose. In episode one, I was very transparent and discussed how fear was a major culprit in me not pursuing my own purpose, which was beginning this podcast. Today, we're focusing on celebrating your gifts and embracing the talent God has given you and how dangerous it is to compare your gifts to someone else. I want you to give, um, I want to give you guys three takeaways from today's podcast. One, God has given each of us a gift, a talent, a natural ability. And two, God's gift to us is perfectly suited for us as he does not make mistakes. And the third takeaway is the gift that God has given you is sufficient and it will open all necessary doors. Amen. Now, I'm going to be completely honest by saying I've been guilty of observing others and saying, um, why are they so lucky? You know, I've been doing this pretty much my entire life. You know, in the last couple of years, I have to say I've gotten better at this. But when I was a young girl, like elementary school, middle school, and even inside high school, I found myself praying and asking God, why is X, Y, Z? Why is she so pretty? Why is her hair so long? Why is it so straight? Why are her teeth so straight? Why is her stomach so flat? Why is her shape so feminine? And to the contrast, you know, why did you have to make me so unattractive? Why is my hair so kinky? You know, why did you choose to put a gap in my teeth? And I've had this pooch in my stomach since I was eighth grade, amen. And being shaped like a pencil, I felt more masculine than feminine. And all of this led me to having a really strong, strong foundation of low self-esteem and low self-worth. I mean, my self-image of myself was horrible. And this crossed over into adulthood and the comparison didn't stop. You know, Lord, why did my relationship end? And I'm a single mom raising my child while I have friends who are married. You know, why didn't I have the common sense or knowledge to just go ahead and finish college the first time? You know, God, why am I struggling financially when everyone else around me seems to be living in abundance? And then as I got my life together and I started making better decisions for myself, I still was on the that comparison road. Why is my home purchased my first home? I'm like, God, why is my home so old? Everyone else's home is so um, much newer than mine. Then when I was able to purchase a new home, I'm like, God, why is my house so small? Everyone else's home is so big. 
it just, I was just trapped in this cycle of comparison. And when I started looking for my gifting, my talent, it, it was the same thing. Before I became a member of the church that I currently attend, I was a I attended a church that was pastored by a relative of mine. Now, let me get, let me say this. Um, I love my relative with all my heart. I adore them. I believe wholeheartedly in their anointed and their calling. I respect and admire their anointed and their spiritual gifts. And I, I say gifts with an S because they have a ton of them. Not only is the leader of the church very talented and quite anointed, but the, it seems like the choir, the musicians, just every part of that church is just has a special special anointing on it. And um, as far as like the, the choir goes, you could form a circle with the choir and you can stand in the middle with a blindfold and have someone spin you around and just point to some random person. And I guarantee whomever you point to when they get that microphone, they're going to be able to tear the house down. Now, 70 to 80% of that choir is related to me. I'm saying oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Like 70 to 85% of that choir is related to me, as is the pastor, right? And so with that being said, my family is in- insanely talented. I, it, it's, it's just crazy. So I, I sat for many years asking God, how could you bless my family so bountifully with all of these awesome gifts, with all of this anointing and neglected to bless me with the same? I felt jilted. I felt neglected, overlooked. God, where's my talent? I can't sing like these choir members. I can't play instruments like the musicians, like my even my son. I can't usher in the presence of God like the pastor. Like what, what am I good at? I spent so much time coveting the talent of others. I didn't have time to discover my own. Furthermore, because my gift didn't look like someone else's gift, I just was convinced I didn't have one. And it, although I had heard countless times, everyone has a gift, I felt like it was the biggest crock of bull, the biggest lie I ever heard, because I don't have a gift. You know, I, that's what I thought. I don't have a talent. And then like later on, when, um, you know, as time went on and I started watching all these newly crowned six figure entrepreneurs on social media and um, followed by all of these social media millionaires, I began to think, I'll never have the financial success that they tout on a daily basis. I can never become an entrepreneur, a business owner. Why? Because I don't have a natural gift. I don't have a talent. You know, I'm looking at these individuals and what they're successful at, and I couldn't do any of it. I can't do hair. Lord knows I have tried. I have made several wigs that you guys don't ever want to see. Amen. I have, I'm no good at doing makeup. I have attempted that as well. And in my lovely tea voice, because I am a tea sipper, but in my lovely tea voice, honey, (laughs) you do not want to see me after I've done some makeup because I look like I have just stepped out of the casket. I don't care how many YouTube videos I have watched, video after video, I still look like I have left someone's mortuary or I have taken Johnson & Johnson's baby powder and just patted my face with it. It's it's horrendous, right? I have limited designer skills when it comes to fashion. I am basic at best and nobody's recording label would pay me to even sing in the background with auto-tune. 
Do you see where I'm going with this? To me, these are gifts and talents that have the capacity to generate income, the power to create mass followings, to move merchandise. And I can't do any of it. And I've spent hours and hours trying to perfect it and hone it and do the do all of these things with no success. At the end of the day, I was frustrated trying to imitate, duplicate and work what someone else is working with, you know, trying to duplicate what is working for someone else. Because after all, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any talent and I'm not good at anything. But first Peter 410 states, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God has given each of us a gift. Let me say that again. God has given each of us a gift. I suggest to you that you spend some quiet time with him trying to figure out what that gift is. And remember that being a good steward over this gift means that you use it to serve others. As you use your gift to care for others, God will use your gift to take care of you. The intention of me even searching for my gift was self-serving in the first place. Like I wanted all the money. I wanted all the um, I want you to be financially stable. Amen. I, and I wanted excessive and abundance for me, for me, myself, and for I. I was self-serving. Am I looking for my talent anyway? And in the beginning, I was just trying to be like someone else. So it was still self-serving. Just me wanting to be, wanting the applause or wanting the attention or just wanting to say that I could do this just as good as someone else. Now, one day after much lamenting, whining, and having the one of the biggest elaborate pity parties that I have ever thrown, I felt God was telling me, you know what, you need to stop all this crying and just walk in your gift. And I was so angry. I'm like, and what gifts might that be? Seriously, like, okay, what gift might that be, God? I can't do anything. And God said, open up your mouth and speak. I remember this guy so vividly because I was outside. I was walking my dog. I was talking to myself and I I had to stop. I was like, really speak. Everyone speak. Anyone can talk. Even children talk, Lord. That's not a talent. And he said it again, open your mouth. And I probably went at that moment on a 20 minute rant outside my home, walking my dog, arguing outside with God. It was, you know, (laughs) telling him how insignificant and how useless this supposed gift was and how the gift of words have no power, no point. And God reminded me that the world itself was created by words. He reiterated to me that the power of life and death is in our tongue, that we manifest what is spoken from the mouth. That words have power to build up, to edify, to heal, to encourage, to motivate, and to save. And though, yes, most people can talk, not everyone can edify. Most people can speak, but not everyone can motivate or encourage. And not everyone's words are healing. I looked at my gift and it's insignificant because it's come so naturally to me. I'm I'm naturally encouraging. Ask anyone who knows me. I'm 
naturally uplifting. Uh, something inside me has always wanted to help those with bowed heads and broken hearts. And I've always wanted to wipe tears and bandage wounds. That's one of the reasons I became a nurse. I've had so many patients tell me that my voice made them feel better. My words were just as powerful as the medicine that I'd given them. You know, I've had patients tell me, I'm so glad you were my nurse. No other nurse has taken this much time to speak with me today. And I've spent way too much time in my patient room, way too much time on the telephone after I become a telephonic nurse because I saw past a person's physical pain and saw their emotional pain, Uh, you know, trying to talk someone out of the bed and just to open up a window. But because this takes no effort, I overlooked it. And God said, open up your mouth and speak healing into my daughters. Open up your mouth and breathe life into my children. You have books, you have journals, you have plays, and you have movies all within you. Just waiting to be developed, but you're so envious and so jealous of someone else's gifting that you haven't taken the time and you haven't positioned yourself to find your own voice, to find your own gift. So I say the same to you. Is there something that you do effortlessly, effortlessly? I guarantee that it is. Is it something that you are known for that you feel is insignificant? Believe it or not, that's your gift. And it was given to you for a reason to help others, to serve someone. And it was given to you by God. James 1.17 says, for every good and every perfect gift is from above. Man, your gift is perfectly suited for you as it came from God himself. And he does not make mistakes. It's easy to get caught up looking at someone else's success and think what you should look like, what your success look like. You see, I'm naturally shy and introverted. So it doesn't suit me to be in the limelight or the forefront. I love working in the background. I love working behind the scenes. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need fanfare, accolades, none of that. So actually writing and even podcasting, it suits me. It's a perfect match. There's no face-to-face interaction. And I still get to express my creative side. I have no interest even creating um, a video podcast. It's difficult for me to even go live on social media because I hate to be in front of the camera. And I was dreading having to make all these wig tutorials, tutorials, and all these makeup tutorials. You know, when I was out here trying to get to the bag and thinking I had to be a wig maker or sell hair or to become a makeup artist, right? I was already dreading it and I hadn't even started. I don't even have an interest in being in front of a camera, but I was willing to do it because it looked like success. God did not make a mistake when he blessed you with your gift. It's perfectly suited for you. It works with your personality, your likes and your dislikes. It's your natural ability. It doesn't mean that you won't be uncomfortable at times. It doesn't mean that it's not going to take any work. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. No, it just means that once you put in the work, once you put in the effort, you'll enjoy it. Put in the work. Work without faith is dead. Faith without, no, no. Faith without works is dead. Put in the effort and show up each day. Practice consistency. Develop a work ethic. And you'll find that although you're working, sometimes long hours, sometimes difficult times, you'll still enjoy what you're doing. How, when was the last time you had a job that required a lot of effort? 
You put in a lot of time, but yet you still enjoyed it. When's the last time you clocked into your job and um, you worked from the time you clocked in until the time you clocked out? Maybe you didn't get a lunch or you didn't get any breaks or something, but you still enjoyed it. When was the last time you looked forward to Monday and not just Friday? You know, or you looked, you just was grateful to go into work. You wasn't looking forward to your off day. When was the last time you were excited about your job, period? Well, if you were walking in your calling, you would enjoy what you do. Even on bad days, even on hectic days, even during trial times, you would enjoy it. When you see the impact that you've had on someone or something, the feedback you receive, it'll energize you, propel you, motivate you to do more and to go farther. If you only accept what has been bestowed on you, no one can be you better than you. So stop trying to be someone else. If you will walk in your true, authentic self, it would come through. Romans 18, 16 says, a man's gifts makes room for him and bring him before a great man. Yes, your gifts can and will make room for you. Doesn't matter your educational background, your family lineage. It doesn't matter what side of the track you grew up on. It doesn't matter your skin color, your age, your gender. When you decide to walk in the gift And the calling that God has anointed and appointed to you, you will be successful. God will place you in front of your audience. Your tribe will find you, resonate with you. And if you haven't heard anything that I've said all day, hear this and hear me well. All right. If you haven't heard anything that I've said today, hear this. You will not have to compromise your morals, your standards, your ethics. When you're walking in your calling, don't you bow, don't you bend and don't you break. You will be rewarded. We live in um, what I call a popcorn society. We want everything instantly. We want all the things and we want them all now. And because of that, we want tips and tricks and hacks and shortcuts. And because of that, we're often willing to make sacrifices. We sacrifice the quality of our work. We sacrifice the quality of our friendships. We compromise our ethics, our values, your integrity. None of that should ever be up for compromise for a quick sacrifice, you know, for a sacrifice for quick success or what appears to be successful. Your gifts will make room for you, even in a saturated marketplace. Your gifts will make room for you, even if you don't look the part. Your gifts will make room for you and place you before men and women who will not want you to change. And they will still have the power to help you succeed, to propel you to your next level. Trust in God. Trust in yourself. Pray for patience and pray for peace. And watch how all of the desires of your heart will be rewarded to you. If only you, one, believe that God has given you a gift and a talent. Yes, even you. Believe that your gift is unique and specifically perfectly designed for you. Yes, even you. And believe that this gift will make room for you and show you favor with great men. Yes, even you. 
listening on today. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, you can visit us at thecultivatedvegan.com or you can drop by Facebook or Instagram to just say hello. (laughs) Then last, anyone who comments, rates, or subscribes to the podcast during this launch period will be given a chance to win free podcast merch. That's right, free podcast merch. So from my heart to your home, here's wishing love, peace, and wellness to all of the fun-loving salt of the earth melanated queens that you are